Welcome to Fix with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread in total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C against the spread pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see the model be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, yesterday was one of those days where the model was not profitable. I, I feel like we've been recording here now two and a half weeks. I feel like yesterday was our, the, our first truly bad podcast day for yeah. the model where it just it just did not shine. Yeah, it's, it's just it had a tough time. There were some tough breaks in there. Like, like the Duke game was weird. Um, there's a couple other ones. Tennessee, I mean, there's a couple that pulled it out with Tennessee with a miracle cover, but Ole Miss just not. Ole Miss not, Ole Miss not just not covering and just not winning, basically not showing up was really surprising. Missouri's first truly good road effort on the season, a team that might be trending in the right direction. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up from where they were. That's two Uh, good things they've got now with Alabama and uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, Kansas falling a half point short. That was a heartbreaker there. Kansas looked like they were in control of that game uh, for a bit and then uh, just kind of let OU back in it. Baylor playing without a Kinjo, and we got a lot of a lot of value on that number, and uh, they were able to get a nice, impressive road win in a tough environment. Yeah, so that was a big game. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, what else did we learn yesterday, Jake? Um, we learned that Duke will take a big hit if Kills is out. Like if that injury, that fall was pretty rough looking, and if that injury is significant, he's like that's that's going to eat into their bench. They only really play two two guys with significant minutes, and Joey Baker and uh, Roach on the bench, so that shortens that bench quite a bit. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin is that team right now. Like that, that's just unreal what they're doing, and. Like, they didn't really have much bench play last night, but, man, everybody in the starting lineup went, went crazy. And Johnny Davis, of course, did his Yeah, and, and we talked about that one yesterday. And I, I feel like that game played out almost exactly like we talked about, right? You know, Northwestern, the team that the metrics were saying, you know, should hang in there at home. But Northwestern just doing what Northwestern has done all season. And if you're a Northwestern fan, more or less the last however many years, right? Just not quite able to get over the hump in a game that they really needed to try to actually keep their slim tournament hopes alive. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin doing what they've been doing lately, which we talked about, you know, I said, I was very nervous that the numbers of Wisconsin, be, I mean, the nervous in Northwestern because Wisconsin's a team that has just been on fire lately. Um, yeah. I feel like that played out kind of just like we thought. And we said, Wisconsin's a team that it's really hard to, to fade right now. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they're getting short numbers too, which is yeah. kind of wild. Um, then Davidson is a very interesting team coming up. They, they are very, very good offensively. I mean, I think it was under three minutes or two, maybe even under two, and they were down eight or so. And just kind of like we said, they hit a couple threes, got a, couple, a foul or two, and got right back in it, and then ended up winning the game. And they've got a Decent schedule for the for us to kind of keep an eye on here coming up. They go to Fordham, who's without their best players, still trying to figure that out. 
then they get VCU again at home and LaSalle, then LaSalle at home. So it could be a fun one to watch out and make sure, see if that number's figuring them out. If not, keep riding them. Yeah, they've also been a team that's been uh, good to back. Uh, a, a, an interesting slate today, not as many games as usual for a Wednesday, but a, a few good ones here that we're going to talk about. We're going to start off at 5.30 Central Time, a little bit of an earlier tip, Mississippi State at Florida. The model makes us Florida minus three. So I've got an A pick on Mississippi State plus six. This number really surprises me. My question to you, my question to the audience, is Florida good? I, I feel like they're getting the respect and the number as if they're good, but I don't really see any evidence of it. The model doesn't see any evidence of it. I, I just, I'm very confused at how we think that Florida is that much better than Mississippi State. What's your take? Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I don't like this Florida team. And like, I think when we've talked about them in the past, when they play teams that are very similar, they, they lose it. They just they can't figure it out. They've beat Ohio State early in the year, and they beat a Florida State team that was super young early but who's trending better now. Mm -hmm. That win looks good, but I don't think it was as good of a win because it was, I think, the second game of the year. Um, but, they, like, Kath, like, anytime you've got your big man as your best player, you have to have a good guard because – he can't handle the ball and Castleton is very good, but he can't get himself the ball while he's posted up. That, that just doesn't work. And like, they are struggling guard play wise, turnovers, the points, everything. And this is actually a bad matchup. I think for, for Castleton, Garrison Brooks, who's kind of gone under the radar, the transfer from North Carolina, who was an extremely good player for Royal Williams in North Carolina, has really been playing well here recently, and I think will be more than a match for Castleton. Um, Mississippi State is kind of an under-the-radar good team. They've been playing very well recently, um, winning four of their last five, including Alabama and Arkansas. That, those are two really good SEC wins that are going to help push them away. Um, and they're – better in almost every metric. So I really don't understand why Florida is favored, even in Gainesville. Um, but they actually are the 17th most uh, efficient efficient team in offensively. And it's really surprising when you start going down their roster and how many guys they're just shooting the ball well and making really good decisions. It's I think Mississippi State actually wins this outright. I think they have a good chance at it as well. This number is very confusing to me. This is my, uh, of all my APEX today, this one's my favorite. So this is some bonus pod, uh, podcast content right here. This is my A-plus pick for the day. Um, I, I think like you talked about, the matchup is bad for Florida. I think on top of that, the fact that their guard play is a little bit weaker, that's the type of thing that allows this game to get close. It's the good guard play that allows the team to hold on late and win by eight, nine, something like that, hit those free throws, not turn the ball over, those sort of things like that. This is a game that Mississippi State, I think is a great chance to win out, right? And if else they should be able to keep it close and inside this number uh, i see florida having a hard time really putting them away just a horrible matchup for them so that's my a plus pick for the day right there mississippi state a plus six and another sec game that should also be a fun one lsu at alabama alabama uh, is a four-point favorite it's an a pick for me on lsu plus four i have this at just over a pick them for leaning bama's way uh, but four points is entirely way too many here um Jake, my question to you, what happened to Bama? I feel like early on in the season, they were trending towards a number one seed, and they've really struggled uh, here these last few weeks. Uh, was the beginning part a mirage? Are they just really inconsistent? 
I feel like LSU's the real deal, and I feel like LSU's got a great chance to go on the road and get a win here. What's 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 going on with this Bama team? Um, the, you know the old adage, you live and die by the three. So they have not been shooting well. I mean, Missouri, they shot the ball fairly well and still ended up losing because they, they turn the ball over and they run at that ridiculous pace. But in their other losses, they're shooting like low 20s, maybe mid 20s from three. And then, they're, but they're also putting up 30, 25, 33. So that's just, and at the rate they go, and if you turn the ball over a lot and their defense isn't as good as it was last year, it's just, it allows teams to be back in it. Cause you saw as good as they can be beating Gonzaga and Houston back to back. I mean, mm-hmm. that's incredible. But since then they've really <laughs> not done anything. I mean, yeah. they beat a Tennessee team that was down their two best they, players. They uh, barely beat that Tennessee team that, yeah, yeah, that was playing their B squad. It seemed like. Yeah. And then uh, I, I think I can't remember, but I think they lost to LSU already once at LSU. I could, I could be wrong on that. And then I get them all crisscrossed at this point yeah. of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this this game should be a track meet. Both teams don't care for the ball. They like to give it to the other team. And so it should just be a lot of bad offense running into like an extremely fast pace. Um, but LSU is a very underrated defensive team and they're not getting that credit because they, they win their games based on their defense. And if like they can keep that Alabama shooting around those low 20 numbers, they should, I think, run away with it because Alabama's just not the same team they were last year. That uh, They lost a couple, like a freshman that was really good, that I'm blanking on his name, and a, a big guy that helped them out quite a bit defensively, and they just can't figure it out. And I, I think with LSU forcing around 19 turnovers a game, <laughs> 19 turnovers a game, they're, they're going to be running away with this. Yep, yep, that makes sense. So that's uh, two A-PIX for me. We both agree on Mississippi State and LSU uh, getting a combined 10 points there between the two of them. Uh, 7 p.m. Marquette at Villanova. The model makes this Villanova minus 15, so it's a B-pick for me on Villanova minus 12. I don't love laying this many points in a conference game, and I like this Marquette team. I think we both do. We've, we've kind of been on them lately. I just don't think Marquette's in the same class as Villanova here. What's your take? No, they're, they're not talent-wise, but this is one of those Marquette teams, and Villanova is an incredible team. At least their starting five are, because after that, they don't have anything. So that, that's going to be the key to this game. Does Marquette run at such a pace and maybe draw some fouls or something that gets into that Villanova bench? They, then they cover. If not, they just don't have enough talent. And the way Villanova shoots it, especially at home, um, like for the free throw line, I think they shoot 46% from three at home. It is going to be a tough, tough run for Marquette if they they can't get into that bench somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, they they turn the ball over a little too much, which increases that pace like that they have to play at. Because anytime you're giving open layups, it speeds things up. But um, so if they can take care of the ball somehow, there's a lot of ifs here for Marquette, right? Like they got to take care of the ball, they got to play their normal game, and they got to get into Villanova's bench, but. I think Villanova gets it, but this Marquette team is something to watch out for. They are. They are. Uh, I think I saw a step. Villanova's average home win this season so far has been about by 30 points. I don't think they win by 30 tonight, uh, but I do think they win by enough to cover here. Just like you said, they're a really tough team 
to play there at home. And then another Big East game at 8 p.m., Xavier at DePaul. Uh, the model makes this Xavier by seven and a half. So it's a B pick for me on Xavier minus six. I think this is kind of the light version of the previous game we just talked about. I've liked this DePaul team. Um, they've been, you know, mostly good to us this season, but I just think Xavier is a better team in a different class. Um, I think they should be able to go on the road and get a nice, easy victory. Uh, Jake, what's your take? I'm, I'm with you on Xavier. Like, the key to them is getting Nunji and Fremantle going. If they get going, there's not much DePaul's going to be able to do. And watching that DePaul Seton Hall game, uh, Javon Freeman Liberty, he took an injury there at the end. He tried to come back and couldn't make it going anymore. Like, they tried and then it just wasn't working. So he went back to the bench. So if he's not at 100%, I'm not sure where DePaul gets their offense. Because um, Xavier is a very good defensive team. They've got a really good guard in Nate Johnson, um, and they shoot the ball very well. They shoot 45 from the floor, 34 from three, 72 from the free throw line. It's going to be really tough for this DePaul team with, with Javon uh, going. If he's not going or not at 100%, it's going to be a really tall task. Yep, yep. And uh, we've got one last game here, 7.30 p.m. Central, Kentucky at Texas A&M. Uh, we haven't talked about Texas A&M uh, this season, but these two teams uh, have a combined 29 wins already. Uh, so kind of a marquee game here. The model makes this only Kentucky minus six, so it's a B pick for me on the Aggies, plus seven and a half. My thought on this is it's an overreaction to Saturday. A&M did not look very good. Kentucky was just unstoppable Saturday. So I think this number is an overreaction to that. And I think it's too many points. I think AM sneaks in with the cover, but Kentucky definitely the better team and should be able to get a road win. I just don't like the seven and a half. Jake, you're on Kentucky. So I'm curious to hear your take on this one. Uh, I really love these transfers that Cal brought in with Severe Wheeler from Georgia and Oscar Segway, Shigway, however you say his name. Uh, they are leading the team in every stat, not any of the freshmen that he brought in that are superstar talented. those two guys. They are an incredible force when they get going, especially with Wheeler running the point, allowing Ty Ty Washington to play off the ball. Like it is, they're very, very good offensively. They're, and they're underrated defensively. They just like, they're a good defensive team that doesn't force a lot of turnovers. It's kind of like, not that this play anywhere near the same pace, but kind of like Virginia with those really good teams they had, where it was a good defense, hard to score against. They just weren't turning you over all the time. Um, so they're they're very, very good. They're, they actually rank 16th in true shooting percentage, which is a fun stat to look at. Because, uh, but And fourth in offensive efficiency. But the 6 a.m. team is not to be like rode off. They, they are forced almost 19 turnovers a game at home, and that's that's a lot. And they play, have been playing a lot better recently on with their defense. They just, I don't think they've got enough offense to keep it under 10. Yeah, yeah. I think that should be a good atmosphere tonight uh, in College Station. So that's just definitely a game that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And something to learn about both teams uh, here can, you know, is Kentucky's uh, play from this last weekend is that for real can they keep that rolling and Texas A&M one of their first true tests of the season here how do they do against uh, a superior team um, there tonight at home I've got some buzzer beaters for you I've got four more a picks at 5 30 p.m central UNC Asheville minus four 
against North Carolina a &T. I make that number nine. So I've got quite a difference between there. I really like UNC Asheville to cover a short number. At 6 p.m., I've got a big underdog, uh, New Jersey Tech, NJIT, plus 13. Vermont has been a fantastic team, but 13 just seems like too many points. Uh, I think N NJIT can, you know, lose that by uh, 9 or 11 or something like that and uh, get us to the window. And then two AC, ACC games of Vatek minus one at NC State and Louisville minus seven home against BC. Both of those are 6 p.m. Central starts. I like both of those teams uh, to get it done for us. And I've got two bonus B picks for you, my two favorite B picks that we haven't talked about. Shout out to the service academies. I'm going Army minus nine versus American and Navy minus 12 and a half versus Lehigh. Shout out. This is like the cousin Jared pod, right? Cousin Jared from the <laughs> college football podcast, uh, taking both service academies. I'm taking A&M. I don't know if he's going to love or hate this podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Yeah, I really like those bonus ones and the UNC Asheville. Those, those are really good picks. Uh, they should come through very well. Um, but I really like this Wyoming team, even though it's a big number, San Jose is bad, and Wyoming is very underrated. They, they're the top uh, 50, both offensively and defensively. Um, they've got two really good players in Graham Ike and Hunter Maldonado. Um, so they're a team to kind of watch out for. And I really like this Colorado State team with another big number. But I like, I like them to cover it against this New Mexico team because they're very good offensively, and New Mexico is allergic to defense. And also really like the over at 153. These teams are averaging, if you average together, like 156, and New Mexico is letting in about 78 points. So it should be an easy way for Colorado State to not only cover it, but hit that over as well. I like that over as well. My only fear with the over is if it is a blowout and then the last four minutes happen uh, where nothing, you know, no one scores. That one might be a good first half over. So another little bonus podcast tidbit for you there. Uh, I think that first half over is probably pretty solid. Hopefully then you can cash your money and uh, uh, go to bed on that one and not, and not have to stay up too late, right? Um, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on all of today's games. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button. We'll get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.